An Old X Halloween Special Repeat Viewing Written and Narrated by R. J. Bailey It was impossible to describe. No words could do it justice. Motionless and plugged into her chair, Recordant Brooks revealed again what had been seared into her brain drive through her now shattered vid-picked lens eye. The gathered imperial remembrances could scarcely believe it themselves. Nine times before this, the recording had been examined and re-examined, every result the same and conclusive. Authentic. Remembrancer Bliss and her nine colleagues stared at the primary display wall again. She swallowed down the usual nausea as the staticky, semi-3D world expanded to surround them in the spherical observation chamber. The off-white round walls, or perhaps more accurately, wall, faded into the Tissiphone 4 system battlefield of Decima. Virtually, they were situated two miles out from the thick of the fighting, inside the ruined building Recordant Brooks was hiding in during the battle. The unnerving, semi-robotic forces of the Adeptus Mechanicus to their left, their more unnerving, fully robotic opponents to the right. Pillars of fuel-black smoke spiralled into the sky, fading to indistinguishability from the slate-grey clouds. It was like shifting columns supporting a dismal, fluctuating roof with the dull light bulb of the sun at its centre. Closest to them, ten Skitari were firing from two levels of a recently ruined counting house, their target too small to discern. As Brooks's lens eye drastically zoomed in, so too did the observer's view. A single skeletal figure strode the battlefield. Seven or eight feet tall, it easily twirled some kind of huge bardiche slowly and single-handedly, the blade rapidly shifting between orange, blue, and white. Across its red and silver body shimmered a translucent field of gold, fading in and out, from one place to another. I recognize it, Mac announced. It's the Xenos's leader, Heltek. It's given itself a list of epithets as long as my arm. It'll be putting the custodies to shame soon. Mac! Ogilvy scolded her colleague for her blasphemy. This is the moment, Remembrancer Bliss pointed to the Xenos commander. Zooming in further, the cartouche on the robot's chest faded out of reality. From the remaining cavity floated the black sliver of a shifting, impossible shape. As the robot leader took it with its fingertips, some of the gold field caught around the item before breaking off to surround it whole. The paradoxical form expanded as it floated away towards the ten cyborg soldiers. As it grew, its structure began to make some sense, slowing its shifting and reluctantly obeying the laws of reality. It elongated. What were white reflections of light on its surface turned solid and gained their own mass. It became more and more definite. As the white began taking the form of some massive, twisted, melted humanoid, the blackness expanded into a flowing cloak and hood. 
It drew more darkness into its body from the long shadows of shattered architecture and crippled war machines. Then the thing reached one sinewy hand up to the sky. Made small by virtue of the immense distance away the sun was, to bliss and everyone's repeated disbelief, it was easily grasped in the monster's fingers, somehow maintaining the same size it would be as if thousands of miles away. I... I cannot comprehend it, Ogilvy gasped, her nose bleeding again on this tenth viewing. She turned to her colleagues. All their noses were bleeding. They barely acknowledged her, almost in a trance. Great, jagged, crystalline wings sprouted from the being's back as it attracted more darkness, like iron filings to a magnet. Recordant Brooks's nose, too, strapped and plugged in as she was to the interface chair, was gushing with fresh blood. That was new. A second later, and she was loudly convulsing, splashing red on the assembly's robes. Ogilvy turned back to the scene, now twilight-hued, twinkling stars in the sky, the only real light coming from the tiny sun in the monstrosity's fingers. Addressing perhaps only herself, she continued, I can see it with my eyes, but my brain is telling me it's a lie. It's like seeing the corpse of a close friend, Mac intoned, blood running into her mouth as she spoke. You can see their chest moving up and down, even though you know it isn't. The monochrome angel brought the light to its lips and swallowed the sun. For a too long moment, all was dark. All was still. It had brought night. Her own horrifyingly ice-cold blood hit Bliss's chest and snapped her out of her trance. No more! I can't watch anymore! We shouldn't be watching this! She turned, panicking at recordant Brooks juddering hard in her chair, more fresh blood pouring from her nose, steaming in the now inexplicably cold room. Bliss fixated for a moment on Brooks's remaining organic eye as it span wildly in its socket, fully rotating, rivers of tears running down her face. Her lens eye. Was that weeping too? You must stay, droned her colleagues as one. We all must watch. Recordant Brooks started sobbing uncontrollably in her chair. The grainy unholiness projected behind her smoothly developed a huge, slender scythe from its hand and drifted towards the Skitari entrenched in the two-story ruin. Bliss scrambled around to find the door on the rear wall of the spherical room, but it was all one giant display now. She could swear the door seams had been exactly where her fingernails were scraping. It's beautiful. Mac's voice drifted off into mumbles. Bliss turned back to her entranced colleagues as the winged creature cast its gaze at the Skitari, and where it cast its gaze, the Skitari simply, quietly, dropped dead. A dozen hands clutched Bliss and pulled her among their congregation, back to the impossible scenes. Fighting against them, she grabbed onto Brooks's chair, her fingers slipping off the bloody furniture. 
The recordant now spouted geezes of blood from her nose, a waterfall of ichor sluicing from her sobbing, wailing mouth. No! Please, no! We shouldn't! This is heresy! This is heresy! The hands, unpersuaded, dragged her from the chair. Look at her! Look at Brooks for the Emperor's sake! Please, look! She shouldn't be doing that! She's been dead two weeks! As her head was twisted frontwards, her eyes clawed open with bloody fingers. The creature, this being of purest, most absolute death, stood before them now, watching them, unmoving. Giant, its face consumed the entire display, perfectly in focus before them, yet impossibly stretched around them entirely. Its mouth horribly distended to reveal the blackest void within, and let out the graveyard moan of a million souls, all realizing for the first time they are dead. In ten hours, after failing to report for their morning shifts, the entire Remembrancer cohort of the archival ship Willow would be found in their shared dorm, tears and blood streaking their faces, hanged. The Willow had only a decade of service left before all its functions failed without reason, and though it was locked off and eventually walled over, Every day of those last years, someone would report they would swear they could hear sobbing coming from behind the wall which covered up Dormitory 10. You have been listening to an Old X Halloween special. Repeat viewing. Written and narrated by myself, R.J. Bailey. With monstrous thanks to the scarily talented Aram Zero for allowing me to use their music, Virtuous Tragedy, which inspired this piece of fiction. It's all come full circle. You can find them at youtube.com forward slash at Aram Zero, where you can find the rest of their links. I personally like their link to Spotify, where I listen to Aram Zero over and over again, partially driving myself insane. When searching, it is spelled A-R-A-M-Z-E-R-O. Thank you very, very much, Aram. If you've enjoyed this, please leave a review where you found it, or like, share, and subscribe on YouTube, depending how you're listening. This production, like all of Oldex, is entirely unofficial and uncommercial. It is a derivative work with all copyrights owned by Games Workshop, and is a celebration of the lore and hobby I grew up with. If you have suggestions for other old Codex fiction for me to narrate on this podcast, you can comment, contact me on Twitter at rjbailey, or email robertjbailey at gmail.com. Links are in the show description. Have a happy 
Halloween.